Hey, Caleb Wojcik here, and welcome to another episode of the DIY Video Guy podcast. Thanks for joining me. In today's episode, I'm going to help you figure out what lens you should use when you're making your videos. Now, this is with the assumption that you're actually using a camera that has interchangeable lenses. So if you're using a webcam or a smartphone or even a traditional video camera with like a built-in zoom lens that's in there already, there's not much you can do to change out those lenses other than you know getting one of those external clip-on lenses for an iPhone. So I'll be sharing which lenses I own and why I own them, how a cropped or full sensor impacts these kinds of results you'll get from the lenses, what features to consider when you're choosing a lens, and why you might want to rent a lens and try it out a little bit in your current environment before buying one. Now, if you listen to episode seven, you'll know that there are a ton of different camera options. Everything from webcams, phones, DSLRs, um, micro four thirds, dedicated video cameras, recording your screen, all those things I went over in episode seven. But the two that really apply to this episode are DSLRs and micro four thirds, which are also called mirrorless cameras. Both of these have detachable lenses, which give you a ton of flexibility and upgradability. So flexibility wise, if you're like me, you shoot videos in a lot of different environments, you know, indoors, outdoors, in a studio, at people's homes, in a company's office or at an event, and even in maybe your living room or your kitchen if you're doing like some food videos or something. And owning or renting a handful of lenses gives you more options for different kinds of spaces you can shoot in. If you have a bunch of different lenses on different cameras. You can get different looks to the video as opposed to them all having shots that look the same. And you get more freedom overall to set up the perfect shot because you can put the camera where you want to put it and you can use a different kind of lens. Upgrade-wise, the lens makes a big impact on the overall quality of the picture you get as well. But what's nice is that unlike camera bodies, which you know get upgraded every year or two with new features and bigger screens and stuff like that. Those don't retain value nearly as well because they're updated more often, but lenses are built to last a little bit longer and you can usually sell a lens for very close to what you paid for it a few years ago. So when you're ready to upgrade to a better lens, you can still sell the old one. Okay, so the main two kinds of lenses are fixed and zoom. A fixed lens is one that has a focal length. For example, the most popular ones are 24 millimeter, 35 millimeter, 50 millimeter, and 85 millimeter. Whereas a zoom lens goes over a range of focal lengths. For example, an 18 to 55 millimeter, or a 24 to 70 millimeter, or a 70 to 200 millimeter. The pros of using a fixed focal length are that, you know, the quality is typically higher because it's only made to shoot in that focal length, as opposed to a zoom lens, which is made to shoot over different kinds of zooms and the glass has to be adjusted and made so that it works with different focal lengths. The fixed focal length lenses work really well at that specific focal length. And so that's all you have to worry about when, when manufacturing these things. And so your glass can be specifically sculpted for that focal length. And you also get the ability with a fixed focal length lens to typically go to a lower aperture than you would on a zoom lens. This is also based on just the facts of Engineering-wise, it's harder to get a very low aperture on a zoom lens, and you tend to pay more money on a zoom lens to get a lower aperture availability. Now, there are even some fixed-length lenses coming out now, like there's a line from Canon called STM, which is a series of lenses that actually are quieter 
and have a smoother autofocus that are specifically made now for video purposes so that you can use autofocus and it's not really loud. So the microphone don't, doesn't pick it up and it's a little bit smoother than it used to be on these DSLRs when they first started being used for video a couple of years ago. Now, the biggest con to a fixed length lens is that it's not very flexible. It's not very versatile. You know, you can change the framing and cropping of a video you're getting with a fixed lens by physically picking up the camera and the tripod and moving it to a new location. Now, this is usually okay when you have a space that you shoot in the same the, every single time and you don't change it up too much, or you have room to, you know, move the camera forward a little bit and, you know, have the framing be a little bit closer to the subject. But when you don't have space to move it backwards and you have to, you know, switch to a different lens, you're kind of SOL if you don't have a lens that'll work in that current room. Now, the pros of a zoom lens is, you know, the flexibility of being able to get that exact framing you want just by twisting the lens to a new focal length. And you can also just have more versatility for a wide angle for one shot, and then you can go into a close-up shot for the next, and you just have a little bit more flexibility without having to change different lenses and put different lenses on the camera and get everything all set up again. You know, the cons of a zoom lens are that typically comes with higher aperture, and so you can't get down to you know, the 1.4, 1.8, maybe even into the twos or threes sometimes, depending on where you're zoomed in on a zoom lens. And if you listen to episode three, you know that that means it's harder to get that blurred background or the bokeh effect that people are loving in, in videos these days. So as a recap of that, if you didn't listen to that episode, to achieve this blurred background effect, you need two things. Number one, you need a low aperture setting, which is usually shot between you know, two, eight or three, five for videos that I make. And the second thing is you need to have some distance between you, the subject and the background. A second con is that zoom lenses can also be a little less clear quality wise. And, you know, as you may have guessed, I personally only own fixed length lenses. I have a 35 millimeter, a 50 millimeter and an 85 millimeter. All of these are part of Canon's quote L series, which just means that they're, you know, the top level of prosumer lenses before you get into the cinema series lenses for uh, serious filmmaking or any professional, you know, high end um, photo lenses or anything like that. And there's three levels for most Canon fixed focal length lenses. There's the, you know, for example, a Canon 50 millimeter 1.8 that cost about 125 US dollars. Then there's a 50 millimeter 1.4 aperture. That's around $400, so it's almost four times as much to get the step up. And what you're getting is, you know, upgraded glass and better glass and not using plastics. And it's heavier and it has better quality to the image. And then there's even the 50 millimeter 1.2, which is the L-series one that I have, that's about $1,500 US right now. And my first non-zoom lens was the 50 millimeter 1.4. And then we saved up until my wife and I could afford the 1.2 and then save up more to buy some of these other lenses as well. But anyway, the most important things is that the lens works for the environment that you're going to shoot it, which is why I really, really recommend that you borrow or rent a lens to try with the camera body you own before buying one. And the reason I do this is 
you can figure out the best focal length for your studio or office or whatever you're going to shoot. And then you can buy that fixed focal length and you can, you can rent a zoom lens. For example, let's say you have a Canon T5i and you don't know what focal length you need. Maybe your camera even came with a zoom lens. You can put that zoom lens on or borrow one from a friend or rent one online from somewhere like lens pro to go. Maybe look at a local camera shop and see if you can rent them there and put on that zoom lens and figure out where you're going to set up the camera, what kind of look you want, what kind of framing you want, and then move the zoom on the camera to that ideal spot. And then you can look at the lens and it'll tell you what focal length you're at. Maybe you end up around 30 or 40 or 50. Who knows? It really depends on your environment, what camera you have and what zoom lens you have to see what really works. So if you have a 18 to 135 millimeter lens, which is a typical stock lens that comes with a camera or often it's an 18 to 55, you can just play around with that, you know, and if you don't have a lens, if you just bought a camera body, then maybe rent a zoom lens for a day and just take it home and play around with it and see which fixed focal length lens will be perfect for you. And my friend Nathan Barry tells a story about when he was buying a camera lens and he asked me for some advice and I told him, you know, buy the camera body you want, which I think turned out to be a T5i if I remember correctly. And then I was like, okay, then rent or borrow a, a couple lenses and see what works best in your space. Well, long story short, um, because of the crop sensor on the T5i, he got a 50 millimeter lens and it was barely wide enough to do what he was trying to do. Luckily, it was just barely wide enough, but he had to put the tripod all the way back at one side of the room and he had to stand all the way on the other side. And it just wasn't as flexible for him to do exactly what he wanted to do. And that brings me to my next point is cropped versus full sensors. You know, if this wasn't already confusing enough with the different focal lengths and zoom versus fix, the camera you own actually can change what you get out of different focal lengths, depending on whether or not you have a full frame sensor or a crop sensor to it. So for example, if you take the 5D Mark III or the 6D, these cameras have full frame sensors. So when you put a 50 millimeter on them, the focal length you see is actually 50 millimeters. Now, if you're using a Canon T5i or 70D or 7D, which are crop sensor cameras, the sensor is actually 1.6 times smaller or has a crop factor of 1.6. So you have to multiply the focal length by 1.6. So in this case, the 50 millimeter becomes an 81 millimeter lens. And if you don't want to do this kind of math to figure out what different lenses will have an effect on your camera, uh, I have a link to a crop sensor focal length calculator at the show notes for this episode at DIYvideoguide.com slash nine. That's just the number nine. It'll take you right to the show notes with links to any of the lenses or anything that I mentioned in this episode. But one other feature you have to think about when you're looking at lenses is if you're on the move a lot for your shoots, you're going to want some stabilization if possible. This comes with some zoom lenses and it'll really help your footage from having, you know, shaky aspects or for you having to fix a little times where it's not very steady. So after all that said, here's, here's my recommendation. If you have a full frame camera sensor, the 50 millimeter is the bread and butter lens that you'll want to go to. Most of the time, you're going to use it anywhere from 60 to 80% of the time when you shoot, I'm guessing. If you're on a 1.3 or 1.6 crop sensor, 
You could go with a 50 millimeter if you have a bigger room that you're shooting in. But I think the best option is for a camera from Canon, like the T5i or 70D or 70 that has that crop sensor is their newer 40 millimeter pancake lens. This thing comes in around $200. Sometimes it's on sale for around 150, but I recently had a chance to use this for a whole conference weekend when I was up in Portland at uh, Chris Gillibo's world domination summit. And I used it on my 60D and I borrowed it from someone and I could walk around and take pictures with it to test it out a little bit. And I actually loved it. It's super lightweight. It's really, really tiny. I think it's only an inch or two wide and it's super, super light and it's perfect for things like portraits on a crop sensor. And it also has that STM feature that I was talking about where there's silent autofocus and it's a really good lens for someone on a crop sensor because it gets you pretty close to that 50 millimeter that you'll get on a full frame. So a 35 or a 40 millimeter on a crop sensor and a 50 millimeter on a full sensor. Those are my recommendations for what kind of lens you should get first for a DSLR camera. But after that, you know, you're going to want to build out your lenses, whether you have multiple cameras, you might want different lenses for each of those. I'd start to go either wider, you know, to, if you start with a 50, go wider to 35 or 24 or 20, you know, get some wide angles, lets you shoot different kinds of environments and then maybe go narrower as well at the same time, you know, go to 85 or a hundred or 135. And then you can have some solid zooms and those give you a different perspective, a different kind of look and feel as well. And until you actually play around with some of these or watch some comparisons online to see what different lenses do. And hopefully down the road, I'll be able to make some of those videos as well to share the differences of them and see what kinds of different moods you get from having different lenses you know, you're not really going to know what the difference is, but going standard with something around that 50 millimeter mark is a really good baseline for what lens you should go with. Now you could also consider getting a macro lens. If what you're shooting has a lot of intricate details that you want to get close in on, you know, I'm thinking food or makeup or electronics or any sort of gear or handcrafts like knitting or woodworking or anything like that the standard macro lens will get you really, really close and it gives you the ability to put the camera really close to an object and to have it be in focus. Whereas standard lenses, you know, you have to be a a foot or two or three away for, for the camera to be able to focus on you. And that's all based on the lens. And if you get a standard macro lens at around hundred millimeter, don't worry, you can still use that for non close up shots too. You can use that for talking head. You can use it when the camera's further away across the room to get a shot. But, you know, maybe a macro lens is good for you to look into if you have something that you want to get really close up on to show the detail of in your videos. Now, like I've said before, you should spend somewhere around 30 to 50% of your, quote, camera budget on the lens. So if you spent $500 on the camera body on like a Canon T5i, be okay with spending to $500 on a camera lens. You'll really see the quality difference when you are spending more on a lens than if you spend 90% of your budget on a good camera body and then just slap on, you know, some cheap zoom lens on top of it. It's not going to look as good as having a combination of a good camera body and a good 
camera lens. You know, I equate it to something like having a sports car, but having, you know, really narrow old school, like horse and buggy tires on it and not running it on, you know, high octane gasoline and, you know, not taking full advantage of the sports car machine that you have by not giving it the accessories and the things that it needs to perform properly. So that's it for this episode. You know, when choosing a lens, you know, number one, try before you buy, test out some zoom lenses, maybe borrow something from a friend or a camera store nearby. Then, you know, go for fixed. If you want a little bit better quality and the option to shoot at lower apertures, number three, don't forget about the effects of a crop sensor and what that can have on, you know, the, the focal length that you do buy. If you do have a crop sensor, you might just have to buy a wider focal length, you know, go from instead of an 85, go to 50, or instead of 50, you go to 35. Number four, you know, consider a macro lens. If you have the kinds of things that you want to show and be able to zoom in really, really close up on those things and have them in focus, you know, consider getting a macro lens. And number five, use 30 to 50% of your camera budget on the lens. Don't skimp on the lens. Make sure that you have a good enough lens to go with the camera body you have. So thanks for joining me today for links to all the lenses I mentioned in this episode, plus, you know, that crop sensor lens calculator I talked about. Go to DIYvideoguy.com slash nine for all the show notes and links to those lenses. In the next episode, I talk with Sean McCabe about his video-based learn lettering course that sold about $100,000 in three days, how he put that together, how he launched it, why he's launching a new daily video show at Sean West, how he struggles to keep up with that kind of schedule and what kinds of things he's learned with putting a lot of videos together for the web, as well as some of his success on Vine and Instagram with things like lettering and music. So I'll see you in that conversation. And until then, remember, if you're going to do it, do it on video.